learning and experimenting. Many of you have heard me talk of learning organisations. We're certainly one on so many levels. Though first things first, when I say learning, I'm not solely talking training programs. An experimentation organisation is more than a first cousin to a learning organisation. Experimentation is necessary for learning. It is an important building block for a learning organisation. Learning organisations try a lot of things and keep what works. This requires a lot of testing of ideas as well as a reliance on the data that such tests produce rather than the untested opinions, too often expressed by leaders, that dominate decision making. In these organisations, data trumps opinion. Pausing for a minute, a rhetorical question. How well are we doing in building an experimentation culture across our group? By the way, if you have any interest in finding out more about organisational experimentation, grab a copy of Experimentation Works, The Surprising Power of Business Experiments by Stefan Tomke. He makes the point, citing Booking.com, experimentation is an integral part of everyday life where anyone can conduct or commission a test without approval from above. This requires that employees receive training in how to design and carry out experiments, which is in further support of this point in another TB, TBS think piece, I'll be talking about the scientific method for business. Back to booking.com, which conducts thousands of tests every month. Evidence from, test, from a test always trumps executive opinion. Even the failures that tests often produce are regarded as opportunities for learning rather than costly mistakes. The only failure is a poorly designed test, one with weak hypothesis, poor data, the lack of a control group into which no change is introduced, and careless analysis of the results. The foundation of, ex of an experimentation organisation is its people. As I've often said, people who are curious, seamless collaborators, open to new ideas that work. They are also science-based in their decision-making. How will people's attitudes play in organisations where intuition is still honoured and the poets can still speak louder than the quants? Clearly, hiring is only the start. It's our collective responsibility to make sure that mid-level managers and leaders are up to the task of ensuring that new hires experience a high level of inclusion and voice in the discussions leading up to decisions. This piece is based on a recent Omnicom University paper where the author, Jim Heskett, poses a number of thoughtful questions for us to ponder as a group. Number one, are we prepared to raise experimentation to a new level? Two, are we hiring people with the right attitudes towards evidence-based decision-making, both into our front ranks and into our middle management? Three, have we offered a short course in experiment design, not design thinking, to every member of the organisation? Four, what are we doing to ensure that the ideas of new hires are being heard, carefully considered and factored into decision making? Fifth, are we utilising sufficiently the processes such as best practice and benchmarking 
that can support internal experimentation. If we conclude that we aren't leading an experimentation organisation right now, how are we going to be able to effectively experiment on behalf of our clients? Perhaps more fundamentally, are our clients encouraging us, demanding of us, to experiment? What are we doing to ensure that the freedom to fail prevails across the DDB Group Philippines? To refresh our memory, here's our freedom to fail. It is in the very nature of a creative talent to venture beyond the un, I'm sorry, to venture beyond the known, to poke into the unheard of, to pick through scary places untrod by conventional minds. Because there are no assurances that such creative forays will succeed, the explorers must be granted the freedom to fail in order to sustain their desire to venture forth again. It is the job of management to first point talented people in the right direction, then judge the value of their discoveries. But if the quest for the new is responsible and intelligent, talent must not be criticised for daring to fail. To be clear, this freedom is not an excuse for behaviour which produces one failure after another, but its presence should encourage our people to take well-calculated risks. I'll leave you with a favourite quote of mine by Louis Pasteur, a French biologist and chemist who said, chance favours only the prepared mind. Have a great day.